Another meeting of the Order of the Straight Arrow. You have myself, Troop Scout Leader Lays with Beef, across from me. This is the historian, Denim, Smoking Dart. And in between the two wall boys, you have myself, I'm Miles, aka Chief, Runs with Bins. I'm a little dizzy from headbanging. <laughs> yeah, that song really gets to you. But of course, to open up this meeting like we do the rest, we must perform the Straight Arrow Oath. So for those of you in scout uniform, three finger salute. Those listening at home in civilian clothes, hand over your heart and repeat after the historian. A straight arrow tells the truth. A straight arrow loves nature. A straight arrow knows this is a damn good show. And a straight arrow is always against Bill H.R. 57, which would allow the importation of South American propane. Can I get a round table? We're Matanya! We're Tastes so good. What do you uh? What are you sipping on today, Dustin? Today, this one. Oh, this is fresh to the Octo Box. <laughs> it is Phillips Brewing's Black Current Wheat Ale. They swapped out the raspberry for a black currant. It's more festive, I I think. I I, I also got the last couple from a, a Octo Box I had over the last couple days. Uh, Electric Unicorn is what I got here. Classic. And to round out the Octo Box, I'm drinking a staple in the clubhouse. That's the Phillips Brewing. Tiger Shark Citra Pale Ale, and it is nice. Phillips, if you can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you permission to change the name to the Utsa Box. <laughs> Has a nice ring to it. That's right. And so, as you may notice, this episode is a little bit different from the rest, as we will be not discussing a specific episode, uh, but we will be kind of bridging the gap between Season 2 and Season 3. Yeah, I mean, I guess... So for as far as info goes, there's not a whole lot other than you just said it, but the I'll give the basic dates of what we're working with here. So season two originally aired on September 21st, 1997, and it's had its season finale on May 17th, 1998. Just to give you an idea of the of the time we're working with here. First season was like the, the first part of 1997, right? And then season two started in the, the fall. Which was a fucking very action-packed year for the people behind King of the Hill. Well, yeah, and, and season one was, remember, that was a half season. Right, right. There was only 12 episodes where this was like the full she-bang. Yeah. She-move. Just so you know what you're in for, uh, we'll be going over kind of the time slot that King of the Hill faced and some issues around it. We'll go over the ratings of sh- uh, King of the Hill and similar shows uh, on Fox at the Time. Uh, we have a fun game that we're going to bring in that uh, you may remember from our last in-betweener, the Hill Family Feud. And we'll go over some awards and some other events and just kind of wrap up everything that we can uh, regarding this time era, mm-hmm. regarding King of the Hill at this time. Absolutely. We're just taking a fond look back at the genius that was Season 2 and getting you primed up for the genius that is Season 3. Amen. The Season 2 continued in the time slot of Sunday night at 830 between The Simpsons and The X-Files, which worked pretty well, uh, they got, on average, 16.3 million viewers, which was nearly double season one's 8.6 million. As far as Nielsen's, like that was number 23 overall, tied with the show Mad About You, and uh, surprisingly, like seven slots above The Simpsons. 
with season three, we would see the Hills stay in Texas, but Fox moved their time slot to Tuesday at 8 o'clock. So no longer Sundays. No. Debuting on September 15th, 1998, pushing out the Fox Tuesday night movie, where it dropped to all the way down to 104 most watched shows with 7.9 million average viewers. Um, this was around the time that Fox had started shows like That 70s Show, Futurama, Family Guy, um, and they all kind of monopolized that Sunday night spot for the next two, three years. King of the Hill on Tuesday night didn't really seem to have an identity along with it. Like we saw that King of the Hill succeeded when it was between Fox's two biggest shows. Right, and Tuesdays aren't fun. Sundays no. are fun. Tuesday and, doesn't have a feel. Well, it also Tuesday was like, doesn't Tuesday doesn't. And that's kind of what I was saying, was they didn't really have an identity because Koth was a staple at 8 o'clock for the whole year on Tuesday nights. Mm. Um, but it was accompanied by other shows like Costello, Holding the Baby, P- PJs, and reruns of Futurama later on during the summer. It's also worth mentioning they seem to toy with the idea of playing King of the Hill again on Sundays by playing reruns at 7.30 before The Simpsons during the summer. So, like... Instead of their after The Simpsons slot with new episodes, you got reruns before The Simpsons. Yes, but that was only when the season was done. It wasn't when the season was new, so it wasn't like, oh, hey, King of the Hill still has new funny episodes. It was just like, if you happen to be watching the summer Mm -hmm. when there's no new episodes. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. So I guess because around 7 o'clock on Tuesday night, they never had another staple show with them. It pushed out the sun, the Tuesday night movie, mm-hmm. and they just surrounded it by shows that nobody's ever heard of. Like yeah, I was Costello say, like, or Holding. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, they were all shows that lasted for like a season or were dying, and like Fox just shoved them there next to King of the Hill because King of the Hill, they thought, had was pulling in 16.3 million viewers. Mm-hmm. We saw that cut in like more than half. Which is like such a shame because like it was it gained so much traction. You said it doubled since season one. Mm-hmm. So like to so now I mean I can only guess that they thought like oh it's strong enough on its own that it'll bring viewers to these other shows. But you have to obviously assume, yeah. it, it it didn't. Like, I mean uh, yeah. The same kind of person that's gonna watch The Simpsons is sticking around for King of the Hill, and it makes total sense to keep those together and have them boost off each other. It really does, yeah. Because like you'd be like oh Fox is is great, but then look at the other shows that they put in that slot. That 70s show, Futurama, like... I mean, yeah, I get it. Like <laughs> Those they, are also great, great shows. shows. Yeah. I mean, and then Family Guy later. Yeah, so I guess would Fox assume that King of, the Hill, King of the Hill would be, like, the one that could stand alone, essentially, if they moved it out of that slot with all their other heavy hitters? You like, would have thought so, because this is when Futurama debuted, right? right. Like, this was... So, King of the Hill was before Futurama. Right, so. right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I mean, you would assume, you would like to think that they had they had the faith mm-hmm. in Kane Hill. Why wouldn't you? It's a great show. Because mm-hmm. I remember when Futurama was like coming out. I remember seeing like the the previews and the commercials for, it, and like the main thing, pretty much the only thing I remember them hyping about it was from the creator of The Simpsons. And it makes yeah. sense to so put the, it after The Simpsons. So yeah, you pair totally. it with Matt Groening's original show. So, but yeah. I would have bumped out fucking Slow Animals and Fast Children <laughs> and put King of the Hill in there and made it like, I mean, they did later with animation domination. Right. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about the ratings a little bit. My numbers are slightly skewed from Denim's. I'm not sure why that is. Mine might have been looking at a different list. But um, yeah, King of the Hill was... It's just... almost as if the Nielsen rating system isn't a perfect system. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, it's not. Um, yeah, so King of the Hill was the second highest rated Fox show only to the X-Files. Um, but it beat out The Simpsons, which was very surprising to me. I didn't. I assumed that 
the Simpsons would just continue their domination as this, they were still in their uh, yeah, they were quote just unquote leaving. golden years. I yeah. would say they're just leaving those golden yeah, years. This just... is season 10, right? Uh, nine, uh, nine, I think. Oh, nine's, cl- nine's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's still good. Um, yeah, like Denna mentioned, uh, King of the Hill tied with Mad About You for the twenty third highest rating show, but the nineteen ninety seven nineteen ninety eight uh, primetime season was absolutely dominated by NBC, which held the top four highest rated shows. Uh, Friends came in at fourth with sixteen point one million viewers. Veronica's, Veronica's Closet was third with 16.6 million viewers. I've never even heard of that show before. Yeah, I, gonna, I deleted it out of my list because I, I was like, what the fuck is that I think show? it's a, I think it's like a prequel to Veronica's Mars. <laughs> I don't think you're right. <laughs> is it not an Archie comic spinoff? <laughs> yeah. And uh, the second highest rated show was ER, which had 20.4. Yo, my folks... Fucking loved they were, ER. They were part of the the twenty point four million who tuned in. Every oh yeah, week. I remember being like pretty scared at it. There was an episode where a man was choking on his own tongue, and Ew, I was like, "Is that possible?" Oh I mean, I think he was also like having some other like a seizure or some other kind of like thing. But you're like, but, I, that can happen to me. But I was I, I I thought of that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I think maybe that's why I sleep on my stomach. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, Dustin, I know you. I, I'm assuming you know the answer because well, you looked at the same list as me. But Denim, do you know what the number one Nielsen rating show for the 1997-1998 season was with 21.7 million viewers? Oh, let me have one guess. <laughs> Dang old showboat, nothing, man. Final right. season of Seinfeld absolutely Seinfeld. dominated the ratings as it should. Fuck, I love that show. And uh, just a little fun fact: uh, three days before the finality of King of the Hill. No, but the season finale of King of the Hill, obviously. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yes. Yeah, they were a couple of days apart, or same week. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're three. Da- they were three days apart. Seinfeld three days before the season finale of King of the Hill, and the Seinfeld finale had seventy-six point one million viewers, and a thirty-second commercial priced for two million. In that time slot, Jeez. that's three million in today's. Dollars. I think I, I think I've heard like probably seventy six million people tell me that uh, that was the worst episode of the show. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. I guess because like I know like my parents and friends' parents like got together like and hung out and watched mm-hmm. King like Seinfeld. Sorry, viewing party. Yeah, yeah, have a viewing party, yeah. and then like not just for the season, just any every every week, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, yeah, and those it was people who were like tuning in religiously who all were like, Oh, that was a horrible way to end the show. I mean, I kinda wish that like Seinfeld was around today that I could have viewing parties because literally at work all day it's Seinfeld references. Mm-hmm. Oh really? And, and to have it be current would be an amazing time, honestly. Right? I mean now there's just too many shows. Shows to watch and so many show suggestions that you get from fucking everyone that every time I go to watch a new one it's just like no this is too much I never just revert Dude, back to watching reruns for a I, show I already know and I would, I, yeah it's the same thing that's why we're doing a King of the Hill podcast <laughs> <laughs> I have like maybe seven shows that I watch and every anytime somebody tells me to watch a TV show I tell them that I do not watch TV shows and that mostly is true but like if there's a show that is current I won't watch it Especially not if it's current, because I cannot stand to wait, and I hate like I want the story to be done, and it seems like American shows just never let it fucking die. They just keep writing the show into the ground, and then you get bored of it, like fucking Silicon Valley. Yeah, like that's why Tom Petty wrote that song about it. 
So a couple more shows that I thought was kind of interesting that Fox tried out around this time period. I I was looking at kind of when the new season uh, of King of the Hill, this season three, kind of started. Like, I wanted to see what other shows they were trying out at this time. And uh, I came across kind of two interesting ones and one that uh, everybody kind of knows. But I thought we could just throw it on the table to talk about it. Miami Vice. No. (laughs) I fucking love that show. So... The first one I want to talk about reminded me a lot of Denim's example last in between her episode with the uh, fast animals, slow children. What was it called? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So, so they've this one is actually probably way more famous than that. It's called World Wildest Police Videos. Was that World Star? Uh, I mean, it's like the first like real uh, car chase, cop chase, real you know, TV, real TV. So it was. Uh, it ran for four seasons, starting in nineteen ninety eight. And it was revived once uh, in 2012 on Spike, where, you know... That's it, where it, it belongs. belongs. <laughs> That's what I have in my notes, where it belongs. Uh, <laughs> fucking Mansers. So, exactly. <laughs> that and show had two shows. That channel had two shows fucking running 24 hours a day. World's Deadliest Warrior. No, Mansers <laughs> and a thousand, ways, a thousand Ways a to thousand Die. A Thousand Ways to Die, that's right. Fuck so, I just wanted to read you guys. Like, I, I sat down, and you remember that time I fell asleep? On the couch. Like oh, that mean, that time you fucking owe me rent from? <laughs> you were here for hours. Yeah, yeah. I, was watching, I was watching episodes of World's Wildest Police Videos. Oh, you said the internet shit out, and you <laughs> fell asleep. Yeah, you fell. <laughs> your, your basement gets shit in it. You fucking millennial. You're beside the router. <laughs> okay, so anyways, I wanted to read you guys the very first line that the narrator uh, says... Uh, in season one, episode one of World Wildest Police Videos. Crime, criminals, and the cops that stopped them. This This is the real thing. We have gathered footage from around the world, from crimes in progress, news investigations, undercover stings and surveillance cameras. Much of this footage has never before been seen, from chases to shootouts. This show will take you for a walk on the wild side. Basically, like, the whole show, like, yes, it was, like, police videos and, and, you know, we saw a lot of crime. But, like, they would overdub so much audio of, like, tire screeches and gunshots and sirens. Well, the shit that gets your attention. Yeah, like, they would be on grass and they would crash and you'd hear, like, like... Like, That's good marketing, you know? You think you're like, oh, man, I'm just out in the room ironing a shirt. And then you hear, like, sirens, and you're like, oh, damn, something's going down. Exactly. And so, like, they also would have, uh, like, the audio snippets of the helicopter guy, like, filming the chase. Like, oh, he's coming down the I-95. It would be the same voice actor for every episode. <laughs> Was for, it like... Boomhauer? <laughs> <laughs> Dang old man from the I-95. So, I mean, like, that was one show that kind of really stood out to me is, you know, like, 1998 primetime. And then there was another one, uh, actually, ironically named Guinness World Records primetime. Fuck, I remember that show. Yeah. Oh, my God. Was that the one with the eye-popping lady? Yeah, it was all that shit. All those Guinness, you know those books that you take out of the library? Those are the dopest books in the library. All those people came on the TV show. Wes and Kurt, they got that book from their grandma every single year for Christmas. And like it was there, it was like every every January they had the new one in the bathroom <laughs> when you were at their house. Yeah, it was the, like the green glossy cover. It was all hardcover. I remember books. the purple would, one, the yeah. silver one. They were always like they were like 
sparkly, and you were like the king of the schoolyard if you got that for your Scholastic book yeah. order. But they were like seventy bucks a book. They were expensive. pricey. I oh, see yeah. them at Staples, and every time I look at it, I'm like, man, I just don't care anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, uh, it might be changed now, but I'm pretty sure there's a record held on our island for the longest game of road hockey played. It's either the longest or the largest. I think I'd heard oh, it the longest. The, I think I'd heard about that. Yeah. So for this show, this uh, you know Guinness World Records prime time, it ran for three seasons, premiering in July of 1998. So you know between the this the season two and season three of King of the Hill, and uh, I watched the first episode, and uh, it was it was pretty sweet. Like the people that they brought on to this show, like actually had talent, and it was really interesting to watch. So the ones that were on this episode featured were uh, most car rollovers, most. Yo-yo tricks, and it was a competition. It was a head-to-head. Most uh, stairs done in a handstand, and then most precise cut of a cadaver, which was really strange to me. (laughs) They, like, cut a dead person open. But anyways, the one... On stage? Is that legal? They had, like, film of a, a hospital setting. Like, the people weren't actually on stage making the cut, no. But anyways, the one that I did really kind of sit down and watch him go through it all was the world's biggest mouth. His name is Jim uh, Perel. He holds the record for longest distance crawled on his hands of 25 miles. He played the drums for two weeks straight, and he sat in every single seat of the University of Michigan in 96 hours, which holds 100,000. 101,701 seats. So this guy just finds the records that nobody else wants to do, and he's, I'll do it. Exactly. (laughs) And so for this one, he came on stage and and tried to uh, have the most inanimate objects in his mouth at one time, and he chose straws. And so, like, and the interesting thing was is that he explains how he does it and, like, obviously dislocating his jaw and whatnot, but it was just, like, really cool to hear, like, doesn't that hurt? And he's just like, oh, yeah, the whole battle is controlling the pain and not making it look like, you know, it's the worst thing ever. And, like, it was super interesting to watch. Well, I got a few fun ones here. <laughs> the most prolific RPG series. Oh, my gosh. Goes to Final Fantasy. In All right. Uh, the longest, <laughs> or sorry, the most original pieces of music in a video game. This is held by DuckTales. Ma- Masayoshi Soken. For Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, of course. And the longest end credits in an MMO video game. That's also Final Fantasy XIV. I've fallen asleep every single time the credits <laughs> roll on those games. Nice. The last show that I wanted to mention, just to kind of throw it on the floor, uh, was that 70s show. It was mentioned before, but uh, it aired uh, August 23, 1998. So, you know, right between the season two, season three of King of the Hill. That's when its first episode aired. And, I mean, it ran for, you know, eight seasons, and I think six of them yeah. were good. Eric leaves and it just goes to shit. Exactly. And I guess, like, there's... Well, a... I think it's before Eric leaves it goes yeah, to shit. Yeah, I think... I think Kelso I, leaves. And I think it's another shit. example that you were saying that American TV shows just get run into the ground. Well, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, of course. It why sucks. Not? I no, hate yeah. it. It, like, ruins the integrity. But that is a show that I, that I don't care so much about because, like... It, you don't need to see what happens in 20 episodes previously to give a shit about. You know the characters. You can mm-hmm. tune to any episode at any time. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, I think it's season eight that they lose Eric. For the last episode. But... There's definitely a really steep decline, but the first three seasons are really good. But, like, the, the first three seasons have, like, 22, 24 episodes each, right? So they get, like, saturated so quickly. 
There's a lot of good episodes of that show. I remember I watched like an entire run through of it like a long time ago. And I started losing interest when Kelso was leaving. I think that was season six. Yeah. When he starts going to school to be a cop and he's like no. in a few episodes. So dumb. He like keeps leaving and showing up just like for like, you could tell they just recorded all of the shit at the end. Cause it's like at like the, it's all like when they're smoking in a circle. Right. And he just keeps showing back up in his cop uniform. Yeah. And like, he's like off at cop school, mm-hmm. but. God, yeah. That pilot episode was dope though. And they take the Vista Cruiser to go see Todd Rundgren in concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one, uh, that one they breaks down? Uh, Who's that? Yeah, it breaks down, and then they have to trade Kelso and Jackie's tickets to the mechanic for a battery. Okay. So, and then the mechanic and his boyfriend go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Bringing back some good-ass memories of the first time hearing, Hello, it's me. <laughs> Oh, and before we uh, get off topic, I do want to play this one clip of my very favorite joke from all of that 70s show. Take my jacket. I love you. God, we are such the perfect couple. (laughs) I'm cold, too. Well, damn, Jackie. I can't control the weather. (laughs) (laughs) My my favorite bit from that 70s show is this. (laughs) <laughs> what kind of instrument is that, Dan? <laughs> instrument? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I use that line on my girlfriend all the time. It's fucking A <laughs> fiddle is going. <laughs> Thanks, Leroy. <laughs> Bring it on down. Then I actually, I actually watched a few episodes of Family Feud. Yeah, because last time we played this, I don't think you fully understand how that game. No, goes. I didn't, and I watched the old school episodes. And that dude was touchy. <laughs> Did he kiss every contestant? Only the attractive ones. Only the attractive young ones. That's a veteran move. Like, he would like go up and like hold both their hands and like kiss their hand. Kiss a like like so many of them he just went straight for like a smooch on the lips and like the husbands are like, Yeah. Literally, yeah. Like, dude. And like when he would go to the guys, he would be like he would have like his hands like around his like on the shoulders and just, like just touching. He was just a touchy fella. Do you remember his name? Richard Dawson, I think Did maybe. I like that every time you do research, you like inadvertently just watch like a fa- like you like <laughs> we did like, we did life in the fast lane. You watch NASCAR. For like yeah. a <laughs> All right. Okay. It's, it's primary research, man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back to the family feud. Can we just like get some of that music to come back in on? Oh, thank you, Leroy. All right. Welcome to the Hill Family Feud. Come on in, contestants, and take your seats. Get your hands on the buzzer. This one's going to run a little differently. Okay. Uh, I have two full categories, and I have a a few that couldn't, I didn't have uh, enough for full ones, so we have a couple half ones. But maybe you know, just to just to start us off here with uh, who can go, 
who's going to go first. Ah, uh, yes. Let's start us off here with uh, who now whoever says whoever can answer the first and correctly, right? And correctly, will get to go first. <laughs> <Answer it> wrong. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're looking for times that Bill cries in season two. Should be obvious. <laughs> when Chuck almost blows up. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, Dustin goes first. Dustin, we'll start you off here. This one should be a little easy. Okay. It's a it's a it's a it's a half category. And so do I gonna keep answering until I get one wrong? Is this how this works? That's how this works. Actually I think it's yeah, that's how this works. Okay, Dustin. Yes. I, I focused a lot here on the guys, mostly. Sweet. Uh, Sweet. That's a great area to focus <laughs> on. <laughs> so as we all know, Dale, he is known for reacting one way when his fight or flight mechanism kicks in. <laughs> so this is Dale's flight or flight category. <laughs> okay, yeah. So just any time okay. that he did that in season two. Okay, condo, when the cops come. That's one for Dustin. Okay, uh, in the backyard, over his own fence, he jumps into Hank's yard when he is caught using megalopropane. <laughs> yeah, that's there. Kane Skredeberg, when they're playing paintball? I don't know that he does, does he? He gets shot. Oh, I guess that means I got it wrong. Okay, so Miles... Um, when he yells, fork, when Leanne <laughs> pulls the fork out and he runs. I don't have that on my list. I, I watched that episode and I don't recall um, When, uh, Dale is told to hold the bucket during Life in the Fast Lane and he drops the bucket and runs because he can't do that right? No, I don't think that counts. These are the fight or flight. So yeah. it's like when he, when he's threatened. So Dustin's got two wrong. We'll go for three three strikes each. Yeah, Miles? Go ahead, Miles. Okay, I'm racking my brain here. Can I, can I go? Go ahead. Yep. In the one where they steal the leg, and then Cotton Ooh. gets caught. Yeah. And he runs from the police. Yeah, that is there when Cotton gets caught. <laughs> okay, you got another one in you? Junkie business, when ta Dale tails Hank to his meeting spot and the cops show up? He gets busted, too. Oh, so. Well, I want to say um, in Condo, there's two. He, he, <laughs> he runs over the border or over, hops the fence, and he runs. Mary Collins like, Gribble gone. Take my hand. Ah. That, I, that, I don't have that. I don't have that. I only have the border from Condo. Damn it. Well, shit. Uh, okay, so you're missing a couple that I have. Let's hear them. Traffic jam in the comedy club when oh. Bobby starts <laughs> to get racist. He's no toenail. <laughs> How many of y'all from the Aryan race? Yeah. <laughs> he's out the back. He's out the back door. Uh, okay, in uh, Jump and Crack Bass when Hank gets arrested, Dale does get arrested, but he's gone. Uh, okay. He runs, uh, and then my this one was probably my favorite when finding it. <laughs> When Dale is helping Hank bury the evidence of his of the uh, sex toys oh. and the dump, oh. and the 
cops show up and Dale and Hank looks back at the truck and Dale are both gone quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forget that one. Oh my god. Alright, okay. That's good. So, Dustin, well you got you got you the most me. you got the most points here. That's fucking right. So right now board. right now our Dustin, so Dustin, you got the most points with three miles. You're sitting at zero. Second place, though, not bad. <laughs> not bad. So here, let's see Miles. You can start this one off. I'm beating Taz the dog. This apparently. is an ep this is this I'm, is I'm tied with Boggle playing chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this is all about Bobby's passions. Whoa. So there are eight here. These are all things that he gets really into for about an episode. Some more than others, some more a bit of a stretch. But These are things he gets into? Yeah, Bobby's passions. Things that he gets into either to the pleasure or the displeasure of Hank. Okay. Um, or either he's good or bad at. Okay. Um, most importantly. Fuck, I feel like you're just going to sweep this one. From well, season two. he gets into punk music pretty heavy in the Kane Scredderberg episode. I mean, he goes... Not on there. <laughs> it isn't on here. Uh, and because, like, Fuck I it. thought about it, but, like, the most he really gets into is, like, being a groupie. <laughs> hey, he, he starts his rat tail. Man. He might have meant roadie. Okay. Okay, Dustin. Comedy. Comedy's on here. From the, uh, the, uh, obviously the... Trap, uh, trap, trap. Uh, yeah. Um, first episode, shooting. Yep, that's on here. Figure in the shadows. <laughs> in the shadows. Um, I'm gonna say fishing. Uh, he was really not into fishing. Okay, so, no. so I guess Benzie, I'm what you got? Um, think of, think of all the episodes in season two, and what? There's a lot. What Bobby? <laughs> what ones maybe revolve around Bobby? Uh, he really gets into modeling. That is oh, plus size modeling <laughs> on the board. I'm a medium. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Like he really wants to get a job, but he's not really good at it. Mm, that's not in here. But it also doesn't matter if he's good or bad. But oh, okay. that's more that Hank wants him to get a job. Right. He was happy when he just bought all the things and money wasn't involved. Right, that's true. <laughs> so, okay. okay, well, Dustin. wrestling. The wrestling is wrestling. on here. Yes, okay. That's um, a good one. I think he gets really down with song parodies uh, in The Sun That Got Away, particularly Weird Al Yankovic. No, that's... Wait a second. Now, this one might be a stretch. The, the church in Halloween. No, I, 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 I did actually think of that one, but that is a stretch. But it's also, he wasn't especially into it. I mean, he just ate the brownie. <laughs> <laughs> they really get him with the brownies, eh? That's how they get you. Yeah, get me a brownie. Okay, <laughs> Miles, you have, this is your last. Miles, you got one more. Okay. One more guess. Or one more fail, I suppose. Can I get a hint? <laughs> yeah, give us a hint. A hint you'd like. Oh, he gets Ooh. into being <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> it's Arizona. <Or> it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, sweet. That was a good category. Okay, uh, so so do we do we crank them all off? Pretty well, pretty well. The last one, I, last ones I have were Connie, and because yeah, you did say the son that got away, but I was oh, like, yes, oh. yes, yes. but yeah, he really gets into Connie, and then uh, or he's passionate about Connie, I should say. He's also passionate about helping Hank build anything <laughs> on his new workbench in Leanne's saga. Right. But I say 
T or RT. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for the first half here of our Hill Family Feud. Take a little break, you know, maybe argue amongst yourself. Dustin is leading with six to Miles's two. What? What? So. So yeah, so that was. How do you? <laughs> we'll come back. I didn't even study. <laughs> we'll come back after the after these messages. The kid's unstoppable when he's had a full night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Beetlebugs, they're on the go. Then the one and only Power Rangers Turbo. Then watch Ninja Turtles, biggest turtles you know. Keep it where it is, because Fox Kids rocks kids. I didn't, I totally forgot to mention Fox Kids. Like, how did you mention, how did you, why was King Hill on Fox Kids? No, but in 1998, they had to rebrand as Fox Kids because WB Kids came out and took a lot of their shows off their plate. So they had to rebrand, come up with some new shows. And get the kids back watching. So wait, Fox Kids wasn't a thing before that? No, it was. It was Fox Kids Network. But like in 1998, WB Kids came out. So Fox Kids kind of wanted to like relaunch Fox Kids again. Fox Kids was my shit. Remember that NASCAR show? With the, the NASCAR racers. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were like super space racers. That they <laughs> did like roller coaster shit, like upside down and shit. They all had like jets and stuff. Yeah, they all had, like, uh, their superpowers, and they would boost off each other. It was sweet. Yeah, it was a pretty sick show, and it was, like, all, like, CG. Sounds sick. <laughs> Fox began airing children's programming on September 8th, 1990, with the debut of Fox Children's Network, and then they rebranded as Fox Kids Network in 91, and then simply Fox Kids in 1998. Uh, most, uh, their programs ran uh, mostly on Saturday mornings, like the classic Saturday morning cartoons, and then weekday afternoons to get more kids watching. Uh, some of the shows that they had on Fox Kids was X-Men, yeah. Spider-Man, mm -hmm. Batman the Animated yeah. Series, The Tick. Yeah. Also, Tiny Toons Adventures, mm -hmm. Animaniacs, Tasmania, and Plucky Duck, which was a spin-off. What about Evolution? Um, I don't have that on my list. but What about I believe, Jackie Chan? Yeah, I think, I think those are on there. So, I think you're getting into the later years. What about NASCAR? Again, I think you're getting into the later years. What about that one Saturday a year where they decided to play football and I hated it? <laughs> I fucking hated Wild Card Weekend. Now it's the best Saturday of the year. But there's only two types of kids on this planet. Kids who like Animaniacs and kids who don't like Animaniacs. I fucking and, loved Animaniacs. And WB. Good. So do I. And WB stole Animaniacs from Fox. I don't think we had WB. We didn't. They also took Batman Animated Series, I believe. Uh, I believe they did. Yeah. There was there was other shows maybe not as successful on Fox Kids like Goosebumps, Bobby's World, Dog City, Little Shop. Um, okay, Bobby's World was sick. Yeah, oh, it had going, Howie Mandel as the going, voice. Hey, we're going on a trip. Yeah, so like, so like the the Howie Mandel, he has like this high pitched voice that he does in some of his comedy shows, and that's the voice of Bobby and Bobby's World. And then also his dad is Howie Mandel, regular voice. What was that show with Louis Anderson? Oh, Louie. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, uh, that was, uh, I think, like, kind of the last show on the lineup, usually, with Fox Kids. But it was always on there. You know, geared toward the more mature kids. Yeah. <laughs> Fox Kids was dope. I fucking love Saturday morning cartoons. Can you guys guess what the top rated show, or the most watched show on Fox Kids was? Fucking Looney Tunes. Power Rangers. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. 
Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, it was fucking sweet. Ten points for me. Can anybody (laughs) guess what my favorite show on Fox Kids was? Yes, I probably could. Man, this is not a fair question. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucking Beast Wars. I did know that. And yeah, I, you, you did. didn't mention that, and I didn't know that was on Fox. But it I was on guessed Fox. That. Yeah, it came out. In I remember you wanted Beast Wars for Christmas and birthdays every fucking year. It felt <laughs> yeah. like, it, and I was always like, "Yeah, let's get him a lot of those, so I can also play with them." Like <laughs> that was my that was kind of like my generation's Transformers. Like it was the next kind of stage in Transformers, and it, it was, was fucking yeah, it was dope. Tra- yeah, it was Transformers Beast Wars, and like yeah. Beast or Transformers purists never want to fucking recognize, but like Beast it, Wars was. The Best. Dude, it's canon. It, there's a second one that came out uh, that's a lot more depressing. Transmetals. Yes. Don't watch that shit. That sounds like a scientific term for <laughs> gay robots. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I'm pretty sure I'm just now sounding like a Transformers purist and saying don't watch the next one after the one I watched. But don't watch that one. Yeah, maybe. It, it was might. depressing. Was that the one with the clear VHS tape? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, we had all the movies. That's some space age it was. It, shit. <laughs> yeah. We only had one of that one because Mum learned very quickly. I did not like. Well, it. that was the fourth movie of. It the, was the last one. But yeah, we. You, she just kept getting you all the movies. And, and honestly, I I saw them today when I was at her house. Oh, nice. Good to know she still has them. <laughs> yeah, she still got them. I got I got a pretty sick CRT setup. We can probably run it. Dude, I don't know why we don't. Dude, Cheetor was the fucking man. Cheetor. Rat Trap, that guy's Rhinox. quippy as fuck. Rhinox was my favorite. Yeah, and Optimus Cheetor. Primal. <laughs> Optimus Primal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Primal. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the best monkey because he had a fucking surfboard. Yeah, he was fucking so cool. But anyways, uh, I just wanted to mention Fox Kids because that shit was relevant to me at the time. Okay, let's do it. Hell yeah, it was. I remember those shows, but... Not the characters. They all <laughs> their fucking names and shit. When was Where Was Street Sharks on? That's a better question. Oh, God. That was Where before was... this, wasn't it? Was it? I remember it was it before like... this. It was on our yeah. last Inbetweeners episode. Oh, Yeah, shit. we did. We talked about that. Yeah, and I'm going to be bringing up the next kids' shows next year. <laughs> Alrighty, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about the awards that Season 2 garnered. Now, Season 2 had quite a few award nominations, uh, but only one actual award. And I'm not going to list all the nominations because a lot of them from like pretty obscure. Well, I was like, totally going to mention all the nominations. No, they're, like they're so burnt. <laughs> Come on, um, you don't want to talk about the BMI TV Music Awards? Well, I'm talking about the BMI because that's the one they actually won. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you don't want to talk about the Golden Reel? No, everyone else is like, can't hey, fuck this shit. But yeah, the one award that season two did win was um, to the show's three composers, who are John O'Connor, Roger Neal, and Lance Rubin, and they won an award for best TV music at, as Denim just mentioned. The BMI Film and TV Awards. Now, Texas City Twister was nominated at the Primetime Emmys for Outstanding Animated Program, One Hour or Less, but lost out to none other than The Simpsons from their episode Trash of the Titans. That's true. Which, uh, I don't know. Like Out of the episodes for season two that would be nominated, I wouldn't have picked Texas City Twister to be the one. I mean, it's a great episode, but... For music? No, like just for for best animated program under one hour. Outstanding. Yeah, I mean, I would have gone with like. If you were to nominate one episode from season two, what would it be? For music? No, just best episode. Like if you, to put in that to put up against like The Simpsons and the other animated shows that were in this category. And I think like I can easily just like off the top of my head, Junky Business. Like I fucking love that episode. Yeah, it was a really fucking good one. Yeah, but if I was going for favorite. It would be Kane's Credit Burn. Yeah. If I was going to go for, I think, the best, like, nomination, 
Yeah. Well, um, the one that you think could beat out Trash of the Titans by The Simpsons. Or sorry, yeah, best best outstanding all around. Uh, I would probably go with uh, the unbearable blindness of Lang. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Dustin, what about you? Because Texas City Twister just seemed like, I don't know, just. Honestly, I, mean, I, I can understand Texas City Twister though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see it. I feel like. I feel like just my opinions aren't always good when it comes to, like, nominations and stuff like that because I'm very biased, and I would put, like, Jump and Crack Bass as, like, my favorite mm-hmm. and one that I really love, but it's just not – it doesn't have the meat of a It's a really nominated... good one, but I think we said it in the in, in our episode talking about it. I don't think that that is a, a good example of a quintessential King You're of the right. Hill You're right. It's episode. totally not. So that's kind of just me being biased saying it's my favorite – but if yeah, if you're trying to think of like a quintessential one, I like where you're going with the unbearable blindness. I I do I do think that's good. Um, but Traffic Jam is also really good too. Traffic Jam is really good, yeah. Traffic Jam is kind of a banger. And like Halloween too, that one. Like, Halloween fuck. actually might be better. Halloween production actually, quality, I feel like, is higher in Halloween. Yeah, I, I'm thinking. I guess I don't know what is outstanding, but I would say like story is like 90% of it. It's going to say, yeah, like for season two, I think that one was the episode I was like drawn into the most. It sucked me in the most. Like, fuck you, it, Junie it, Harper. Yeah, honestly, fuck Junie good. Harper. Um, also, so I just want to mention because uh, the Annie Awards were also something that kind of throws King of the Hill a lot of credit as far as their nominations go. In 1998, the Annie Awards nominated King of the Hill twice. Once for Outstanding Achievement in an Animated Primetime or Late Night Program, and Outstanding Individual Achievement for Voice Acting by a Female Performer in an Animated Television Program. And that one was nominated for Kathy Najme as Peggy Hill, just mm. through the whole season. Oh, okay. Um, they don't have a specific uh, episode for their first nomination, but they both didn't win. I, I don't know who, who did. Right. Also, I think it's worth mentioning, you know, the Kids' Choice Awards, as we were just talking, uh, nominated King of the Hill as their favorite cartoon. Oh, oh wow. wow. Thanks, it kids. Didn't, it didn't win. <laughs> Beast Wars probably took that Beast one. Beast Wars probably won. The Golden Reel took notice of the sound editing twice, nominating the show as a whole for music and nominating the episode The Unbearable Blindness of Laying for sound. That makes sense because it has beautiful sound the whole show yeah i know they made the that table rock and sound like a laundry machine yeah when you said that that was the first thing that popped in my yeah. head those fucking medical alert bracelets wrapping around each other well it makes sense because like it is an episode about being blind and when you're blind your other senses and i mean don't forget that uh that song Thanks for uh, going over the awards there. Um, I kind of wanted to put our heads in the era of the summer of 1998 and uh, think back to what was actually happening in the world at this time. And uh, Those were the good old days when Limp Biscuit was still on the charts. Yeah, it was, that was... Uh, on, you're going to bring a tear to my eye? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> 
Shouts out to the tip of the spear. I can still taste the hot dog flavored water. <laughs> so Just keep on rolling, Parker. <laughs> like I had mentioned before, the season finale of season two, King of the Hill, was three days after the finale of Seinfeld, which was also the same day that we lost Frank Sinatra. Oh. I know, sad. Old blue eyes. <laughs> Excuse me while I drink this beer. So that was pretty much a week before um, the Lewinsky scandal took off. Oh, the, Slick Willie. Yeah, so it was... Uh, That's topical these days. Yeah, well, yeah, right? Shit, being laid off, all I got time to do is watch CBS all day. <laughs> <laughs> so that was... Uh, so a week after the, kind of the finale of King of the Hill was when the judge ruled that the Secret Service agents can testify uh, in court against Bill Clinton. I know. It was... I actually, like, I, a la Smoking Dart, I, you know, did some primary research, and I watched a deposition of one of those security agents. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I've been watching them live, like, <laughs> daily while it, Trump's being impeached. <laughs> it was really cool to watch, like, what, like, back in 1998, where it was literally just, like, a guy in a room with a camera in front of him answering questions to a girl off screen, and it didn't change. All you did was watch him. Uh, and it was less, you know, about the camera, like the courtroom shots like we see now. It was really cool to watch. And uh, it was about this, like, it was really specific. It was obvious that he was a rat and he coached all these answers. But it was just really specific about how, like, she would come by, like, you know, 15, 20 times all on Saturday mornings. And, like, he would be the one to, like, buzz her in. And, like, uh, he mentioned that, like, a janitor came up to him one time and was like, fuck, I'm getting sick and tired of cleaning up their mess because there was always, like, always, uh, like, a napkin with lipstick on it in the garbage can. A stained plus dress. Plus some other things. So. A stained dress. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, I mean, it was pretty interesting to watch just because, like, I only kind of heard about it, like, because I wasn't around for it very much. But, like, did, going back and I, seeing the specifics is the, pretty the, interesting. The janitor comes out. Of all... <laughs> Well, yeah, he's at the come... top of the custodial game. He's cleaning the White House. He's got to clean up all that white. He's gonna get. <laughs> I think he's called the jizz mopper at that time. Well, he's gonna get relegated back to whatever school district he came from. Yeah. He's ratting on the prez. Oh man, and it was funny though because one of those times, like Lewinsky was told to wait because he had another female guest in the office. <laughs> Carmen Electra. Was that Hil Hillary? No. No, it wasn't. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> she gets around the house. She gets, yeah. So anyways, I didn't... She comes with the house. <laughs> so My I security didn't... codes still work. <laughs> I really didn't six, think... 696969. Six, <laughs> okay, I didn't think we were going to hang on that for that long, but... Okay. Um, uh, so Wait, anyways... I another joke to say. I can't remember it now. Well, fuck. Forget about it. We're <laughs> So like uh, that was that was, that was May twenty second. So we're barely even past a week after the season finale. Um, at the end of the month, May thirty first. This is exciting news. Uh, Beastie Boys rapper Adam Yauk marries uh, Ditch and Wangu in New York. So, so MCA gets married in the end of May, right after the finale. Wow. I think he planned that. R.I.P. MCA. Yeah. There's another Wimitanya for MCA. Yes. I, I mean, we're gonna have a few Wimitanyas, but uh, yeah. Wibatanya! I'm gonna drink this glitter bomb now. Yeah. Alright, so for sports that summer, on July 14th, the Bulls take the 52nd NBA championship over Utah Jazz. 
Four games to two? It was the 90s. This isn't news. Okay. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Uh, the Stanley Cup Finals was Detroit Red Wings uh, back-to-back defeating uh, the Washington Capitals uh, for a 4-0 sweep. The who? Our uh, dances with McDoubles, he'll be really happy to hear that. Yeah, he is. Hear that Red, fact. Red Wings over the Capitals. Uh, shouts out. Yeah, shouts out. There was some gaming news to happen. What year is this? 1998. Okay. So, on June 30th, the Sega Channel, cable's first on-demand video game service, closes down. Oh, yeah. It opened the day before. No, it was open <laughs> for two years. Did you know? Do you know anything about the Sega Channel? Yes, I know actually a lot about the Sega Channel. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I, know I figured you would. So, I have a pause for denim note in here. Is there anything that you want to say <laughs> about the Sega Channel? Fucking... It closed down where it belongs. <laughs> what? I I thought you would have loved the Sega Channel or the Sega Channel. Yeah. I mean, like it was like. like does this not bring back memories? No. What? We never had a Sega. Yeah, um, but like, didn't you have a buddy? I had a Sega. No, I, I'm I'm like almost positive the Sega Channel was only in Japan. No, it came to the states. It did. Okay. It did, and it was like twenty five bucks a month. It's outrageous. Yeah, it felt it was really. It was expensive. ridiculous. Like it you could play like one game. Was that like the BS? Like the the the. It sounds like so, BS. So what it is is like you bought a subscription and you got this cartridge that you put in your Sega, and then so uh, Sega like they started out sending this uh, this disc to like a. This satellite. is on the Genesis. Yes. Yeah. So they'd send like a like a like a CD-ROM to a satellite station that would broadcast it up, and then you'd pick it up via your Sega through your cable network. It looked fucking cool. It was like a rotating like 50 games that you could play mm-hmm. for that month, and it had like different categories of games. I thought you'd be all over this. Yeah, I mean, like I I do know like I have seen quite a lot about it, but I know how like just much those those services failed because they you needed like a really good internet connection when nobody had a good internet connection. Well, I mean, yes, that's true, and that's why I thought because I know the the it was groundbreaking. That was like the Netflix of gaming, like. For the 90s. Well, there was BS before that. The What's it called? Broadcast Satellite on the Super Nintendo? The it, That was only in Japan. And that was like, you would tune in at a certain time and you would get like Zelda. And they would like have like, like a new Zelda game that you could play like an episode of for like two hours this night because it's available. And it would take you like half an hour to play. You'd have like a two hour window to go play it. Mm-hmm. And then like you can play it and then like the next month you tune in and you can play the next part of it i have the whole game on okay like, well cartridge I, but i thought this was cool it's pretty cool i guess but i mean yeah I, mean, it's... I, I guess fucking not so let's move on sega to the next... needs sega needs to fail a few times before they <laughs> land anything okay so let's move on to entertainment that summer, July. Um, Save Wait, Pirate. we're done talking about games? I mean, yeah. Um, you shit on it pretty hard. Why? Is there any Final Fantasies? <laughs> no. Okay. You had your pause for <laughs> denim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So Save It Saving Private Ryan came I think, out. That I summer. think Final Fantasy VIII came out too. Yeah. Just oh. to say. <laughs> <laughs> Whose line is it anyway debuts that summer? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire debuts in the UK that summer? Uh, and in Canadian politics. Quebec is told again they can't leave Canada. Yeah. Wait, was this last week? <laughs> no. It was uh, the Supreme Court of Canada. Had what else is new? <laughs> Nothing. Nobody um, cares. Let them leave. <laughs> let them go. Yeah. And then finally, go. We, lost, we lost some winners that summer. We lost Roy Rogers, 
American Cowboy. He was 86. We lost Phil Hartman, Canadian actor. Oh, that's tragic. That one hit. That, that one hits tragic, deep. That one. And that's... then also Japanese director, screenwriter Akira Kurosawa. Akira Kurosawa. And so let's get a roundtable. We Matanya for all the all those lost. We Matanya. Lost Lionel Hutz, Troy McClure, and Phil Hartman. The same fucking crazy bitch. Yeah, that was a. Uh... Yeah, I read into the story and it was super sad. Oh, I don't want to talk not, about have it. You, yeah. Had you not heard that story before? Uh, no, I hadn't. Not yeah, yeah, that was it's pretty, nuts. pretty yeah. ruthless. The Roy, the Roy Rogers thing, like I knew nothing about him, but I remember when I was a kid, every year my family would go to this one restaurant down island for a big like family reunion thing, and I remember um, the bartender. Since we were like there were so many kids running around, they'd be like, "Oh, we'll make you, you know, like virgin." drinks oh, right yeah and i remember yeah. being like i want to i want a shirley temple and my uncle like <laughs> kicked me in the back of the leg was yeah. like, it's a roy rogers <laughs> my dad my dad would say the same thing because our cousin would order uh shirley temple every yeah. time we went out I'd be like oh i want that too but dad's like you want to wear rogers <laughs> like, it's like with Roll root up. beer instead of fucking yeah. what is it cream uh, soda cranberry or something uh, yeah <laughs> yeah anyway so so that was kind of what i had for current events of the of the summer between season two ending and season three starting hmm. those are pretty good yeah those are pretty good do we get the super bowl winner denver broncos over packers you the broncos Smokey robinson was on the halftime show yeah it was the uh, tribute to motown i actually do I actually yeah this is all coming that. back to me now i have seen yeah. that yeah there was like that was like when halftime shows started to get cool like it was right. after michael jackson and like before that, it was just like it was just weird marching like, bands. Okay, yeah. we went to that fucking Huskies game yeah. like last month, October. October, two yeah. months ago. Two months ago, we went to uh, we had a weekend down in Seattle where we went yeah. to a Huskies. This is what we've been up to since we've been yeah. gone. <laughs> we might as well we talk about our current events. <laughs> but yeah, so we had some fun. We spent a whole weekend. Uh, there was like ten of us, everybody in our fantasy football league. Yeah, we went down. We saw. A Huskies game. They played the Ducks. Yeah, and we saw... Uh, Oasis and The Who. <laughs> yeah. And then Eddie Vedder came on stage with The Who and played a song. We like, saw uh, Lamar Jackson and the pesky Baltimore Ravens beat my Seattle Seahawks. Your Seattle Seahawks. Our, our Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. In an absolute rout. But, uh, yeah, it was Russell great... Wilson for MVP. <laughs> yeah. But we also... Denim, can you remind me who we met in the hotel lobby? Yeah. This... Oh, shit. Yeah, this was a damn good time. But uh, when I met him, I just take, take your, your panties, panties off. <laughs> <laughs> None other than Craig fucking Robinson. Horsedick.mpeg himself. He's chilling in the hotel lobby. We got to shake his hand, have a chat with us. That, he, we got to post that picture. That is the coolest picture of all time. It was pretty dope. Yeah, he chirped us for saying thank you with three <laughs> syllables. <laughs> no, we said thanks a lot. And he was like, y'all from Canada? And we're like, well, how could you tell? He's like, because you say thanks a lot with three syllables. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, we are. From yeah, Canada. he was super cool. Um, yeah, that was a that was a great, great, great weekend. So, yeah, it was a damn. It was one for the books. It was mm -hmm. one for the books. Yeah. But yeah, when we saw the uh, halftime show at that Huskies game, yeah, it was that uh, blew my mind. First of all, it was I don't know how often this happens, but I know as long as as far as these two teams go, they said this had never happened where they both marching bands were on the field. Doing a, uh, they were doing like a throwback to like 1969, so it was like a 50 year kind of thing. 
And so they played a bunch of music from 1969. And while well, the marching bands, like, all marched and made, like, drawings, or they played, like, Jimi Hendrix, they played, like, hmm. um, uh, what's that one, the Age of Aquarius song? <laughs> oh. It's like, just, like, a bunch of songs. They played, like, four or five different numbers, and they all marched. And that was the first time I ever seen anything like that. And holy fuck, is that, like, why isn't that at NFL? Stadiums, because that's amazing. I love it. That was the coolest shit I ever saw. I can honestly say I don't remember anything from uh, <laughs> <laughs> from Friday to Sunday. Just a black. Yeah. We crack your first beer at like eight in the morning as soon as we cross the border, and like I don't well, know. But it's just it was because all you guys went up to the beer garden when at halftime. That's where I, I would have like, been. I was like pretty much when I when I wanted to go, I was like I really want to see marching bands like. I fuck fucking you guys. I've <laughs> seen this shit. We don't have this shit. You see this? It's amazing. It's so cool. I dug it. I was so into it. Yeah. It was just pretty much me and Kurt, me and Dances and McDoubles sitting there watching this shit. I was going to say, yeah, because they don't let you, you only can drink in the certain area. So it was just an absolute gong show trying to get up there yeah. to beat the lineup to get some nice cold beers. But, but you guys saw the marching bands at the start. Too. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, purple rain. Yeah, they yeah, purple rain. That's the that was the, that's the cuz they wear purple in Husky. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I've been there. You played in Husky I've stadium. played in Husky stadium. Yeah. I'm aware. You went and tried out there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And you know what? <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> you taking your talents to South Beach. <laughs> South, South Beach Nanaimo. Yeah. Don't quit your podcast, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Cut the fiddle off. <laughs> <laughs> I would just keep rocking out of that all day. All right, so we're going to do again here. Uh, as the first one who answers this, we'll start on the next round. Craig Robinson. <laughs> all right. Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> These are Megalomart items. Tissues. No, Ketchup. they were just touching something. They had Me- them on. We talked about this. But the I fuck? didn't put them on here for that reason. Megalo ketchup. <laughs> Megalo ketchup. Fancy. That's what it says. <laughs> that is on there. That is on there. You get the point, Miles. Okay. Miles, I'll give you... Now, this here, we'll just... Do you want to keep going on Megalo items? Or do you want to take a category Boom Hour? Uh, I'll stick with uh, Megalo. Okay. Um, so, these are just items that Megalo Mart sells. These are items that that the hills got. Oh, the hills bought. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, mostly. There's okay. one that isn't. Uh, low fat fun bars. No, that's not on here. Oh, got ya. Okay, are you ready? It's yep. a trap, man. Four D batteries. What? Batteries. Batteries. Batteries are on here. Miles, you want to try again? Fuel filters. That jackass is buying 12. What are they? I need some. Okay, Miles, keep going. Uh, Halloween masks? Ooh, no, I didn't have that. But that that's Guns. Cool. 
A gun. No, they don't sell those. Those are dangerous. Well, yeah, they do. <laughs> Where's your guns? Your kids' gun section? <laughs> I don't have any. We don't oh, have so are these things only on here? Are they only edible? They're just whatever. Fuel one filters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Batteries. But you guys didn't grow up eating batteries and fuel <laughs> <Yeah>. filters. <laughs> uh, okay, there's only like one is a stretch, one is a deep cut, and one uh, episode almost revolves around it. Propane. Fucking do though. The hills wouldn't buy any propane. Yes, it, it has to be purchased by the hills. Uh, shoot, Mister. WD forty and the tap and die. <laughs> That's season one. Fuck. And uh, you can never find it. A hammer. I'm looking for a hammer. <laughs> also season one. Is uh, it chocolate? No. Wait, no. These are for me for later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys suck. We do. Is it dryer? Um, oh, yeah, the whole episode does. You can't eat that. Megalo mulch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, is that the deep cut? That's the deep cut. And the stretch, which was a deep cut because uh, you really had to pay attention, was the fridge box that... Oh, that the major babies made their shit out of. Exactly. Oh. says Megalo fridge the on the side. fridge. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. So well, that was – luckily that was just the intro one here. Now we got another so full – what's the scoreboard at? The scoreboard hey, you know looks like – No, like, you pulled out a bunch there. Like seven four. to four, two. Dustin. I got seven. two. <laughs> All right, now here we go. Are we ready? Do we want to do the main event or do we want to do another little one? Uh, let's have a, the TLC match before the main event. I think it comes down to player's choice. Player's choice. Let's have one more before the main event. All right, okay. This one is maybe give you a chance to even out the playing field. A that friend, a friend choice. of yours. <laughs> You're the player. <laughs> a friend of yours, a friend of mine. This is Boomhauer. These are just fucking things I barely heard him say. <laughs> oh, dangle, bang, bang, Boomhauer, man. Can't get that rap. The of Boomhauer, that's on there. Yeah, yes. the bang, bang, Boomhauer. Yeah. Dangled dust in the wind, man. Yeah, the wind, yeah. Daniel NASCAR, man. You're trying to get on that pace car for No, I didn't have that one. I know it's uh, it's like never going to move a dangle big old bottom like that. Bill's trying to fucking sled at the garbage can lid. Yeah, I don't have that. No, I don't have it. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you're limited to what I have, and he says a lot, and there's 24 episodes. He has one per episode at least. At least, yeah. Dang on a fat kid always funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I like the or there's the one where he's like uh ah uh, fuck. I know you're gonna get this one. He's like afraid of con. He's like, dang on no way, man. <laughs> he's like, dang on point a shotgun at me. I don't know if he says that. I don't know if it's the same one. I think one. that's a deleted scene, actually. It might be, but I think Whoa. it's the same conversation. What about when he's talking like, about Dang old Cotton funny, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I had. Cotton ain't funny at all, man. <laughs> yeah, that's Oh, I know. Yeah. Dang old Hank's a fishing magician, man. No. <laughs> I don't have that. Oh, fuck. Dang old talk about wah ah ah. The cast of colors? Okay. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was Dustin's turn. You gave Dustin. But yeah, the cuffs and collars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that one. <laughs> Binzy, what you got? There's like at least two I want you to get. Two you want me to get? Dang. Um, I don't know. Uh, hook a hint. God dang, Maglomar. Boom. <laughs> that one should be obvious. Profane boom is so recent; it doesn't even feel. Yeah, like it feels cheating almost. Yeah. Uh, okay, and the last one was either or uh, was the when he talks about 
Un Camino Dos Mujeres oh. and all the chiclets. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Dustin's at 10, Miles, you're at 8. We're going into our main, our final main this event. Is this is it. This is a little tricky because I want, I, I want the name. These are Hank's antagonists. Carlos from the Bobby episode. Bobby, uh, 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 Husky Bobby. Carlos. The photographer. I guess that's probably so vague it's not him. Fuck. It is not. He's not on here. Can I go now? Yes. Uh, Professor John Lerner? Yes. Jay Lerner, archaeologist. Um, He's I'll, on there. I'll, uh, uh, hey, you hey, slipped over back I, and forth I, I, last I time. I won. I keep going. Did I? Oh, no. Yeah, but the main events is like, oh, keep yeah. running. Uh, so Benzie can win. I get it. Junie Harper? Junie Harper's on the list. Fuck you. Uh, Buddha Sack? No. I don't have Buddha Sack. Although I probably should have, but I took him off because at the end, he's not. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with... By the way, you're tied. You're reading off the screen, motherfucker. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> close the... Actually, don't close it. That's our recording. I can't. I can't. <laughs> close I can't. I'm only... I can't see any names. Um, and now you're messing me up because I had his name in my goddamn head. Uh, what's Gary's last name? Kasner. I don't have... You no, know I didn't mean that one anyways. I didn't, Leon Petard. <laughs> He's on there. Yeah, that's yeah. who I wanted anyways. <laughs> I'll give it to you. This show is Just this crooked. one. <laughs> but yeah, because because he wasn't... He didn't end the episode as like a total antagonist. Yeah, I got you. He came around. Um, same with Budasak. I have them both crossed off actually. You vote for me. My name's Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy Richard? No, because Jimmy was not his antagonist. No. Um. What about... Uh... <gasps> Dr. Philip Nye. Dr. Philip Shoulder. Nye is, oh yes. This is... Now, would Con, I mean, sorry, Cotton be an antagonist? Dude, you no. are fishing. No, they're specific. They're specific. They're like one-off. Kane Scredeberg. Kane Scredeberg's on there, yeah. I got one more. Okay. Buckley. No. Dude, who's his fucking manager? What, uh, hey. Leanne? Hey. hey. Yeah. No no, 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 no. She's not on here. She should be, but she's not. I was really looking for like the, uh, the one-off type. Characters. How many left? Is there are three left. <laughs> Miles, you're one away from tying this up. Okay. There I, are three I, I, left. I'm out. All right. Dustin refreshes his browser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Suddenly has three answers. All right. Okay. Well, I, I'm just gonna give them to you then. I guess I'll tell them. What about a, uh, some hints? Easy, or a hard hints? Okay. Um, okay, let's do a lightning. I want light, the name. Okay, lightning round for the final three. First person mm -hmm. to shout it out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I want the name. You have to have the... Only the first name exists. And Twig she, Boy! <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no. She is a woman. Martha Mon... Oh, what's her name? Mar Maria. And she is... Influencing Peg to play the guitar. Annie. Amy. Amy. No. Oh, got it. No. Um, Emily. Yeah, Emily. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, all right, Fuck okay. You. We'll do the same, we'll do the same, we'll do the same. Fuck you. Forgot I'm your daddy. Fuck you. This is uh, one Buck of... This is one of Buck's, Buck's children. Oh, with a fancy Faraday. business degree. Faraday. No. The Tatler motherfucker. With the oh, fancy shit. business degrees. See what they're worth? 
Oh, he's not fit to feed Buck's dogs. I can't remember his fucking name. I might use part of his name if I had it cold. Oh, God, I can hear Buck yelling at him. First name, name of famous comedian? Richard. (laughs) (laughs) What? George. (laughs) What? George Carlin. I could hear his, like, Buck yelling at him. He's like, you... I think I think you guys are almost done on this one. Fuck. It's pretty burnt. Yeah, what who is it? Lloyd Vickers. Vickers. <laughs> okay. Vickers, you idiot. <laughs> Alright. This is it. This is for all the marbles as far as I can Dude, tell. I don't even like marbles. We are tied at twelve. Holy biscuits. And this last one I got Green Twig Boy. Is less of a person and more of an entity. Megalomart. No. He fought against them. The machine, Until the beast. The, the beast. beast. Fuck you. I, I also would have accepted Arlen video. Oh, my God. Fuck you. Miles yeah, right. takes it right at the end. Right at the end. Let's get off the air. Let's go. Come on, Leroy. Play us out. <laughs> Thanks again, Denim, for another. That was a that was a tight one. I don't think it was as tight in the first. No, yeah, that got near the end. That got pretty good. I'm glad. I think I liked the half category ones. Maybe I'll. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. It sounds like we. I feel ready for season three. I am. I yeah. It's it's gonna be. Uh, uh, Do we want to talk about uh, something exciting? Yeah, I think so. I think now is the time. Oh, yeah. The new official Order of the Straight Hour leopard print thong. No. <laughs> I was told it was cheetah. <laughs> Some sort of jungle cat. <laughs> well, I guess the cat's out of the bag. We got merch. We got official Order of the Straight Arrow merch. We will leave, obviously, a link in the description. You can wear our brand new Clubhouse logo on a shirt, on a sweater, on your coffee mug, on the front and the back. Because mm-hmm. we had we had a, we've had a lot of people reach out to us over the past year about wanting to possibly donate or support our podcast in any way, and we simply didn't think it was fit for us because we had a lot of joy, we had a lot of fun out of doing this podcast, and so this is just a little way of if you do want to support us, you get something from it, we get something from it, uh, you know, because we're not going to do a Patreon, right? Because Hank Hill wouldn't do a Patreon, no, and we we're certainly not going to do a fucking <laughs> Patreon. We don't feel doing a Patreon is cer- is doing any because because yeah like Miles said like we just get joy out of this like we don't want what we put into this is what we get back from it and I mean it does we do it there is there is a there is a portion of overhead for us mm-hmm. but I mean you shouldn't have to pay for that that's what I mean that's why we we pay to do what we do because we love to do it yeah and honestly. Mm-hmm. Every you know, every dollar that you support us with goes back into the podcast. We're always looking to upgrade our gear to stock our fridge. Uh, we still want to see all of your your artwork or anything that you want to send us. If you if you if you get a shirt, send us a picture. Wear the yeah, shirt. We want to see you wearing your Utsa swag because it's pretty dope stuff. Uh, this is just the first wave. Uh, we're going to continue to work on mm-hmm. different. We, uh, we did. Yeah, we worked on we worked on up updating our logo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks, we're a lot more happy with it. And it, if you're listening to this, you probably can see it in the podcast, uh, or you mm-hmm. should be able to see it in, in the, the podcast right icon. Yeah. yeah. 
So we're we're really proud of the new logo, and and we just hope to see you guys uh, supporting it. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, looking forward to season. on Twitter at Utsakothpod or follow us on Instagram at Utsakothpod or look for us on Facebook at Order of the Straight Arrow, a King of the Hill podcast. Please share this podcast with your friends and feel free to contact us by email at Utsakothpod at gmail.com. Please, no hate mail. Yeehaw! Hey, what you crying for, boy? It's a good show. This is a damn good show. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and in no way reflect the views and opinions of Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, or Fox Studios. The external audio used in this podcast is not owned by the Order of the Straight Arrow or its affiliates and is presented in good faith to its copyright owners. Please don't sue us.